0: the industry veterans and the young professionals kind of collaborating with more focus on, okay, but we have to like find the path forward or...
1: We are going Inside Gift and Home and I am your guide, Dawn Groters. This is where we will dig into sales, products, and business relationships for retailers, wholesale brands, and sales reps in the gift and home industry. With 20 plus years of experience as a buyer, sales rep, and now business owner, I am thrilled to be your guide, providing tips, techniques, ideas, skills, and motivation on your journey to building a thriving business. So let's get started. I am so excited for you to hear from my guests today. Not only do I have one guest joining me today, but I have two. I want to welcome Delaney Womack and Dylan Womack to the Inside Gift and Home podcast. These young professionals are after my own heart. They saw a problem and they are doing something about it. They started an organization called Specialty Wholesale Talent Association within the gift and home industry. Welcome Delaney and Dylan.
2: Hello. Hello. How is everyone?
1: So we're going to jump in and ask some questions for you to tell us a little bit more about yourselves and the association that you have started. So you both have the same last name and there's a reason for that. So why don't you tell us each a little bit about yourselves and why you have a passion for the gift and home industry. So Delaney, I'll let you go ahead and start.
2: Okay. Thanks Dawn. Hey everyone. I am Delaney Womack and yes, Dylan and I both have the same last name as we grew up in the industry. Our mother is Sandy Womack, uh, principal of NEST new air sales team based out west. Um Dylan and I grew up in the Denver Mart, so it's kind of in our blood, uh, the passion, so to speak, uh, but I really got more invested in this industry when I did work retail. So all through my schooling in Fort Collins, I worked at one of the coolest stores in the downtown college town. perennial Gardner sends a place. Shout out there. Uh, and so now I've been in the industry professionally for eight years, both on the retail side, and then now I'm full time with Nest. Uh, in our Las Vegas showroom, doing operations and things there. The industry is just really addictive, honestly. It's a fun environment, and it's amazing to see the network of everybody and how we all operate and, honestly, the hold we kind of have over tourism and the job market in America. Yeah, that's a bit about me.
1: Awesome. Dylan, you're up.
0: Yes, and again, thank you for having us. I appreciate it. So yeah, Delaney covered our background. Um, I started uh, actually, I mean, always known the industry, but started as an intern out of high school doing product files back in the day for brand wise as they were local to Colorado and that's where uh, we lived. Um, So that's kind of how I got my foot in the door there. And then once I graduated high school, kind of tried college, wasn't really my thing. Um, ultimately worked out of the Denver showroom as the showroom manager for I think three or four years and ultimately I went to brand wise in 2014 now market time and never looked back um, so now I guess you could say professionally I've been in the industry for oh, going on 15 years 14 years so pretty good amount of time um, as far as passion yeah I mean I, a lot of it I'll just echo what Delaney said it's You know, markets is one exciting thing. I know it's tiring, it's exhausting, but man, it's a lot of energy, it's a lot of fun. Um, And it's such a unique business that it doesn't really exist elsewhere. So it's really kind of cool. And it's, of course, hard to describe. The market's great. I think the relationships is a big piece of it. You know, you make friends over the years, you make friends at markets, and being on the technology side, you know, solving people's problems, whether it's sales reps or manufacturers or whoever it is, you know, you you tend to talk to the same people as people don't really leave the industry and you build relationships there as well. So um, that's a big part of it for me.
1: Absolutely. And Brandwise has been a huge part of in every area of the gift and home industry has been a big, huge part of that. So what a great company to start your success with and is such a huge problem solver for a lot of us um, as we are sales reps or wholesale vendors um, and getting those order copies to customers, all of that. Delaney and Dylan, your experience really helps to resonate what you guys are doing um, and what you're doing with this association. So many of us know and have complained for years that there is such a lack of young professionals in our industry. So what was it that moved you to take action and start SWTA? started with Nest straight
2: out of college. So I was only 22 when I went full-time. At the time that I started, my cousin was also working for Nest as well. So it was nice to kind of have somebody my age in the office uh, and then going to markets and such. It was kind of me and her were hanging out. And then eventually I did notice we started picking up lines that had younger sales managers. And uh, I just kind of began this chit chat among us all. Like it, it's kind of an elephant in the room. Everybody kind of notices it. So with an internal conversation, it's just kind of expanded. You, you find out from those conversations that people in this industry are really only family members such as us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Or they kind of fell into this position or this industry uh, due to knowing somebody who then knew about a mart or just specialty retail and wholesale in general. But nobody really came in like, this is the job I want to have. Totally understanding what it is this industry does. Also, being from the agency perspective, I noticed as time went on and sales managers were getting younger, retailers, especially post-COVID, And well, during the pandemic too, we're getting younger and younger. We saw the birth of the Facebook Live boutiques just skyrocket during COVID. And a lot of those women are young professionals too. So retailers were getting younger and vendors were getting younger. But in the middle me as a sales agency, I was kind of staying stagnant in the changing environment around us. So that prompted a little bit more thought. And then I moved into... Also thinking about the labor shortage that our customers faced during the pandemic. And there is this ideology. I hear it from my friends Like growing up. They've all kind of worked in big box retail. But there is that narrative about retail is a dead-end job. So I would like that is not true for specialty retail. And there is this whole other side of it as well as specialty retail being such a great avenue too. You can work your way up in those companies. And that's another problem our retailers, some of our tried and true like brick and mortar stores are facing, is the selling of their stores. Most of them are having to close up shop because they can't find people to want to take over a retail store. And then it really hit ahead uh, when I went to Atlanta for the first time in January and conversations that a, another group of people were having collided with kind of my group of people I was having conversations with and then that person met up with me and they were like hey so I was talking to somebody and they said you're trying to do this thing we should do it together I'm like yeah yes. so that's uh kind of how it started but really it's like you said Don it's been a problem for a while and uh this is also my future and Dylan's future and The rest of the young professionals that are in this industry right now, it's our future as well. So we kind of want to take control of what it can be like.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, for the next 20 years, it's going to be my future too. And, you know, and I have a niece who graduated college and she had no idea about this industry. And so, young people that, you know, we pour into and the people that are surrounding us. To get them into an industry like this, where it's so much fun to be part of and nobody really knows about it, is a great thing for us to do.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Why don't you tell us about STWA and the benefits for creating an association like this within the gift and home industry?
0: The benefits of having this type of association is really just what it does for the industry as a whole. The core focus of this association. Is all to benefit the future of the industry, so that's what a lot of the you know the effort and the resources would be going into this, focusing on that, which I think is very important, um, as Delaney addressed previously. So, basically, you know, having this large network that we hope to build of you know not just young professionals in the industry. I mean, yeah, we're the future of it, but the you know the industry veterans have a lot of knowledge and they have a lot of tried and true things that have happened over the years, right? Like, oh, that was tried at this point in time and it didn't work for you know, X, Y, or Z reasons. But it's like the culmination of the industry veterans and the young professionals kind of collaborating with more focus on, okay, but we have to like find a path forward or um, how can we change whatever it is to make it more, say enticing for young younger people to join this industry. So by having that, I think that's that's really gonna help solve the problem at hand such as labor shortages and whatnot. Interestingly enough, I mean, as we've gotten into this IMC or and more um, and Dallas Market Centers, you know, both of their websites have job listings for their exhibitors that they post. But the challenge is you have to know what either of those two sites are to get there and then know what it is. And then you see territory manager and it's like, well, what is that? Mm -hmm. What does that even mean? You know, what is managing territory? So there's definitely science here and there that like people acknowledge this is a problem. Hey, let's just do this and try to solve it. But there's never been like the core focus on just solving it. So it's like, Hey, we'll throw this, um, you know, this page up, you can link your, your job postings or whatever, but if nothing draws people there, then it really doesn't solve any problem. So, and then really, you know, it's kind of say it's been like shrouded in mystery, this industry. And I'm not really sure why I'd love to like get the history on why it's kind of just hidden and nobody knows about it. But, you know, ultimately it's, making this industry known, right? Like there's some there's some people we've talked to that they've gone to colleges and they've gotten degrees that are relevant, maybe not specific to like gift and home, but it's relevant to like this this wholesale industry. But I mean I think exposing this to people that are coming out of college, they don't want, you know, the run on the mill kind of jobs. Maybe they want something different. And there's like basically everything that you could possibly think of covered in this. And then as well with I mean even high school kids. I relate to that. Specifically, just because you know I didn't really go to college, and there's a lot you can do in this industry that you don't need a college degree for, and you know if if you love it and you know most people fall into it and love it, then uh, you know eventually things will uh, you know turn out for you. so I mean, I think the benefits is just put it plainly, it's just the benefits is making sure that this industry has legs for the future and can carry on and live with you know future generations like my daughter, or, you know, Delaney, your eventual kids that you may or may not have, you know, you want, you want it to continue on, so
1: yeah and one thing that you said really hit me was that you want young professionals to collaborate with the veterans it's not competition it's collaborate because we want them we want those young professionals to learn some of the things that those veterans know and that industry knowledge is so special and it's those nuggets of gold that everybody wants to be able to find so collaborating with that is so important
2: Yeah. I also think among the like younger generation, collaboration is such a buzzword.
1: So Mm -hmm. yeah.
2: I'm like we're focusing kind of on that too. Like I'm I've also thought about kind of sales reps being rebranded almost as brand ambassadors um, to depending on who you're talking to and things like
1: that. That's awesome. So the SWTA offers five types of memberships. So can you tell us what those memberships are and what are the benefits of each one?
2: Yeah, so the five types are employment outreach, future paver, education, mentorship, and general. So we have these five memberships. They kind of vary based off of volunteer commitment times. Uh, The most demanding is going to be our employment outreach membership, but it is also going to be the most crucial and pivotal membership type of the SWTA. Um, Folks that want to join for this membership, uh, and myself too, this is kind of what I'm going to be doing mostly, uh, will be attending career fairs to chat with the young professionals. And whether this is high school career fairs, college career fairs, just general career fairs put on by cities, uh, we also have thought about targeting uh, career fairs for military wives on bases. They need a lot of remote work, and we have a lot of remote work to offer. So, yeah, uh, They will be the feet on the ground, spreading the mission, and really creating that industry awareness. There is a page already on LinkedIn, uh, but this will be acting as a job board for the general members to post on, and then for us to use in real time as employment outreach members. Uh, to kind of gauge conversation with uh, people we're chatting with. Uh, the education membership is a little less time commitment. A lot of this networking and chatting about SWTA will be happening at markets. So, I mean, we're all together. Everybody's having a party already. So chatting it up. Uh, they will be responsible for kind of gaining new members. We're really hoping to extend our reach across all facets of the industry, including market centers and publications, all the way down to sales reps and retailers. So they will be kind of forefronting membership. And then also facilitating an environment to have all of those types of members chat with each other about what it is we all do for the industry, how we all kind of work. I think the most helpful thing is going to be kind of uniting every single cog in our wheel of the industry. The more we know about what each other does can really improve how we are also helping the industry. And then we have the future paper membership. Those guys also sort of the same time commitment as education, a lot of networking going on at markets, and they will be chatting more so about tech tools, kind of integrating social media within the industry, how we can use that. Uh, Also, maybe use the use of influencers in our industry. I know I'm following a lot of local influencers to get ideas for experiences to do around Colorado and stuff. I've lived here my whole life, but I'm finding new stuff every single day. So even having chats like that. Then our mentorship membership is for those industry veterans that we really want to collaborate with. Again, getting that feedback from what's been tried in the past about solving solutions, pivoting how those maybe can be. Approach today, so on. And then our general membership is for those that don't have enough, a ton of time to commit to volunteering, but do want this networking opportunity uh, and also access to the job postings that we'll have on our LinkedIn page. So all of the memberships will be able to post in the LinkedIn job board. So
1: that is awesome. That covers (laughs) so many people in the industry. And it's um so many things that you can do with that it kind of goes into my next question since this association is for everyone in the gift and home industry can you explain what kind of business professionals should join
0: yes absolutely so i mean i, I hate to you know silo it to one individual group or whatever but i mean really it, it's really open to anyone that you know is in the industry and is passionate and wants to collaborate together, right, to forge forward, you know, how we make it more exciting to bring in younger, you know, younger generations of professionals, or, you know, how certain things can change to, you know, make it better for people already in the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, anywhere from sales reps or back office admins to agency principals, we really want to include retailers and buyers, like they are the core of this industry. Without them, there is Nothing. We're not selling to anybody. Yeah, um, true. so it's it's extremely important to hear them, and I feel like they're the ones that interact with the consumers the most, right? Obviously, they are because they sell. It'd be awesome to have their voice, and then also on the manufacturing side, right? I mean, sales managers are usually the face of it. They come to the markets, they do all that. But I mean, even if it's a smaller manufacturer, like the owner, and sometimes they're double duty and but or even customer service people that may know problems and deal with problems. You know, opening it to them and then again, it's like publications. They are kind of like, I don't want to say silent. They write publications, they push up press releases, all that stuff. But you know, they're so integrated into it as well. And I'm sure they, they have thoughts and they have this. And a lot of them have been in the industry for a while. Mm-hmm. And then another big one, which I think Delaney and I were kind of like the businesses that are here in the market centers. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because there's probably a lack of education, which is, you know, it is what it is. But how do we change that, right? And so you know, also trying to get people involved from the market centers, you know, IMC or Ann Moore has, you know, the Atlanta, America's Mart. They have the World Market Center where I am. They have uh, North Carolina High Point Market. So they have all that. And I mean, obviously other real estate, but then, you know, there's Dallas Market Center. I know there's market centers elsewhere as well, you know, LA, Seattle and various others. But really, they're everybody that feels like they can help fight the fight, so to speak are encouraged to join like it would be really awesome to see a great variety well-rounded yes thank you (laughs) well-rounded group of people
1: yeah i completely agree with you and that we can all learn from each other in what we're doing and how to make each other better in what we do
0: yeah yeah i mean each individual party all come together to make this ecosystem what it is and really, although you could look at one another as like sales reps, right? You could look at one another and say, well, we're competing for the sale, which sure, you could argue that. But also, again, without the sale to be made, you're not competing for anything. I mean, on that note, we're, we are all in this together, right? Yes. Even though we all are in different facets of it, we are all in it together. So
1: Absolutely. For yeah. the success of the industry.
0: Yeah, Absolutely.
1: So I am all about setting goals because I think that motivates action. Which you guys have already taken first steps into action. <laughs> but so, what are your goals for the association in year one? Because you you're kind of starting this this year. So what are your goals for year one?
2: Yeah. So our official like original eight members kind of met up on a call the end of February. So that'll be kind of our first year, so to speak. Um, but maybe by next summer, because Really, this has kind of taken off and really hit the ground running since our info sessions at the Dallas market last week. For year one, we want to attend at least one career fair this fall. Uh, That's a pretty fast turnaround, but I'm confident at least with like my alma mater that I'd be able to attend one um, pretty easily. We would just kind of need some signage to be made uh, for SWTA and things like that. But I think that's a pretty doable goal. Uh, We also would love to have our employment outreach membership gain reach to at least cover every region of the country. Um, Eventually, long-term goal would be to have somebody kind of able to attend every state, maybe, like they can be that, that designated person to attend a career fair in those states. So we have the whole nation covered. But at least one region by year one, that would be pretty amazing. Then we also would love to create that healthy mix of the mentor memberships, as well as all the other memberships to facilitate that collaboration and begin really working on our problem solvings. Uh, and then also get that job board fully up and running. And lastly, have a solid group of members to then begin planning goals for long-term and also just short-term as a group. We don't really envision this being a huge non-collaboration effort where like a board is going to be deciding what it is we all want to achieve we want it to be really open and whether or not we have to create committees based off that as we move forward like we totally can Uh, but I really want it to be a, a huge open dialogue sort of thing
1: Yeah. And those are great goals. Like those are very, I think, achievable, but great goals. And it sounds like you maybe have a roadmap, but you are willing to uh, take feedback and advice on how that roadmap continues and how it shifts and pivots.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. I'm open to all the learnings.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. There are industry professionals out there that have done similar things, you know, like they have the GHTA and the GSMA. And so right. Those are great people to contact as well to be able to learn how they got their start and what their roadmap looked like and where yep. to go from there. Yeah, I'm excited. So Awesome. <laughs> Well, do you guys have any stories or comments that you want to share with the listeners about either people that have joined or people that are interested in joining and what they're saying about the association so far?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'd really like to share a story from our first call that we had post January markets, because I think it kind of helped be the nail in the coffin of like, okay, we have to do this. Like, it's just evident. (laughs) And so, you know, there was a group of, I think, eight of us or nine of us, and we all know each other in some form or fashion. We're all passionate about it. And so we thought it'd be fun to go around and just say like, hey, you know, introduce yourself to those of you that may not know you, and then just mention how you got into the industry. Because I think we're all fascinated when you ask other people how they do it. So most people, it was, you know, family ties, or I kind of just fell into the role, right? Like, oh, I, you know, I got let go from my job, or I quit my job, and You know, my friend said, oh, you know, my aunt is looking for a showroom manager or something, you know, something like that. Um, And so you just kind of fall into it. And then, of course, you're in it forever because it sucks in. Um, (laughs) But it was just so interesting that so many of us had that same story. And then there was only one individual that knew of the industry because of what they like majored in in college and I think it was similar it was uh, fashion fashion merchandising merchandising, yeah so at this point
2: we're finding that as a trend also so
0: it's pretty fascinating to you know hear all that and that's been kind of a common theme with people that like Delaney and I were asking last week in Dallas it was like hey out of curiosity how'd you get into the industry outside of that just keep it brief like as far as people that we talked to last week people that have reached out to us whatever I think Everybody is rallying behind it. Um, You know, I feel like there's been so many people that said, oh yeah, this association tried it or this so-and-so said, let's do this. But ultimately nothing ever just took off. And so I think like we, Melanie and I and and the others have just, we have so much to give, so much passion for it that we'll carry it forward. Yeah, I mean, most people are very, very excited about it. Seems
2: like the urgency of the problem solving specifically for Aging Out Rep was a huge thing. It's been an overwhelming show of support and we appreciate it so much because I honestly did not think any of this would go this way when we started our meeting originally, but it's been, it's been amazing, the reception. So thank you all. Thank you all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I heard about you being in Dallas and somebody told me about you guys. And I thought, oh man, I wasn't able to go to the event because I didn't know about it, but I heard about it. And so then I was like, I have to get you guys on the podcast (laughs) so that everyone then can learn about the events you're having in Atlanta and in Vegas. So why don't you tell us some of the details about that? So the listeners that are attending the markets can join those events.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, So yeah, Atlanta, it'll be Wednesday, July 12th at 7.30 a.m. And I know I can already hear hear people going, why so early? Well, as we all know, the show is not over until the last retailer leaves market, and you don't know when that time is. So if we catch you in the morning, it's the best time. We'll have coffee. We'll have other things. Come meet us. If you don't know us, come say hello. But yeah, it'll be Wednesday, July 12th, 730. And the room is, it's kind of, it's hard to describe, but it's Building 1, Floor 10, and it's Room 1003. So um, it's kind of like tucked in the back of like building one on that floor. But um, yeah, that's where that will be. <laughs>
2: and then Las Vegas is going to be Monday, July 31st at 8 a.m. in building C It's uh, C1064, so the back of the 10th floor. Uh, and we will also have coffee and pastries at that event as well. We'll be having a presentation, kind of going more in depth as into what it looks like. We'll also talk about dues in those presentations. Right now, we're not collecting dues. Uh, We're still kind of in the startup stage, but we do want everybody to kind of have that on their mind. So, And we'll go more in depth, too, about what the membership types kind of will focus on a little bit more.
1: Okay, that's great. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely, that's great. I will come to the one in Atlanta for sure. So I can actually meet you guys in person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Excited, excited for what you guys are doing. If anybody's interested in asking questions or wants more details, uh, where would they find either of you? So all the contact information.
0: Sure. So we are in the middle of uh, standing up a website. Um, so we do have the domain locked down. We just have to get the, you know, the pages built out and whatnot, but we will have that, um, that. I think we're hoping to complete by the end of summer not summer markets, but the end of summer. So September. <laughs> and then uh, you can also, we did set up an email. So you can email us at talent at gmail.com. I know that's a mouthful, but uh, <laughs> yep. And then you can also find us on LinkedIn, as I think we referenced earlier, we do have a um, LinkedIn group on there. So you can just search SWTA, Specialty Wholesale Talent Association. And I think you can request to join and Delaney and I monitor, monitor that pretty well. So
2: Looking forward to what we can accomplish with it all.
1: Absolutely. I thank you guys for both joining me for Inside Gift and Home. And I'm so excited for you guys to do amazing things with the SWTA and within the gift and home industry as well in your positions that you're already in. So thank you guys so much for joining me today.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: Thanks for joining me on this journey inside Gift and Home. And if you have a friend in the industry that would enjoy this podcast, please share it with them and hit subscribe so you'll never miss an episode.